I can only imagine I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me I can only imagine I can only imagine Surrounded by your glory What will my heart feel? Will I dance? For you, Jesus, or in all of you be still. Will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak it all? I can only imagine. Yeah, I can only imagine. When that day comes and I find myself standing in the sun, I can only imagine what all I will do is forever, forever worship you. I can only imagine Surrounded by your glory What will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? You. 
Can you hit those lights? Turn those lights on. Right now, somebody needs a hug. I feel it in my spirit. Go around and give somebody a hug. This is our meet and greet time. Some people are going through some stuff. Go hug them and tell them you love them. Make sure y'all make our visitors feel welcome this morning. Good morning, sweetheart. Bless you. Somebody say it's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning, amen? If you'll make your way back to your seats, I'm going to make a couple of announcements real quick, hallelujah, amen? Praise the Lord, God is good. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, grab your seats. Meet and greet's a little easier now with all this room, ain't it? Amen. Amen. Praise God this morning. Let's pray together. Every head bowed, every head bowed and every eye closed. Let's pray together. Grab your seat, guys, in the middle. 
Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you so much that we're an active church, Father. Father, I don't want to be one of those church, and I don't want to be one of those tools that are not being used by you. Father, I want to challenge everyone in this place this morning to, Father, just jump and run and do something for you, to get off their behinds, and, Father, whatever it is, Father, that they may be able to go out and just be the light. We did a funeral yesterday for a young man. He was the light of the world. Everyone who knew him, he brought laughter and joy. It, can this people say the same thing about us, Lord? Do we bring laughter and do we bring joy? Father, let us be the light of the world. Father, help us to not make things about us. Father, I want to talk for just a minute. Lord, help us not to make things about us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen. Let me make a couple of announcements before we take up our offering real quick. Uh, right after church, we got a young lady that's going to be baptized right out there. Praise God for that this morning. Amen. Cooper, can you turn this up just a hair? We got, we got a, a young lady that's going to be baptized this morning, but we also, we also are going to go directly over to Caney Creek High School, and we're going to pray in front of that school for all the students tomorrow. We're going to do that briefly and quickly as we can, and then we're going to hit two other schools, and then we're all going to go to lunch together, and uh, uh, I'm not buying so, well, you don't have to go. Uh, so, but everybody can come, and then we're going to pray at the schools, and then we can break off for lunch, and everybody can go to lunch together or whatever. But I believe that that is needed right now. Somewhere this morning, somewhere this morning, the enemy is planning an attack on you and your family, on these schools around here. So we made a plan against him. To take our church body, that's you. Touch somebody and say, he's talking to you. And go be on the defense against the enemy. Go stand and fight against him. So right after school, we're going to pray at the pole, pray at the schools. Uh, in the morning, we're going to do something we've never done before. We're going to provide breakfast for all the students that are going back to school in the morning. Come on, somebody. So we need some volunteers. Where you at, Vicki? Stand up, girl. They don't know who you are. Uh, that's Miss Vicki right there. Uh, keep standing. Keep standing. Wait, come on, stand up. Uh, we need some volunteers that can come up here at 4.30 in the morning and help us get breakfast prepared. We're going to serve 300 breakfast burritos. We're going to serve breakfast burritos till we run out of breakfast burritos. And we're going to be out on the street corners in costumes uh, in the morning at 6 a.m. And we're going to try to get every mom, dad, student, teacher, bus driver to pull in here, get a burrito and a prayer before they go back to school. We've never done that before. That's awesome. That is awesome. So raise your hand if you can help in the morning. I don't see enough hands. Get with Miss Vicki right after church. She'll be right out there by the back door. Tell her you're coming. Let us know. Meet her at 430. Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night after church. Wednesday night after church, our Believer's Motorcycle Ministry is going to have a meeting right here in the sanctuary. Uh, 
Caney Creek Cowboy Church had a great arena team meeting on last Wednesday, and we're going to have a calendar ready for you guys come Wednesday on all of our arena events coming up in this fall. Amen? Praise God. Amen? And I want everyone to come back tonight at 6 p.m. Brother Mike Kozer. Mike, would you stand? Where you at, Mike? There you are, over there to the left. i got to start looking. i got to train myself to look. Brother Mike, God spared his life in a major car accident. And tonight he's going to come and give his testimony about how God... God not only saved him, but through your prayers got him to church and got him, got him here with his wife and his family. So praise tonight. Amen. It's a testimony that you don't want to miss tonight, so be in your spots tonight at church. Uh, stand with me as we, t yes. Okay, um, Vicki needs uh, all the youth leaders at, right after church to get a quick picture for a group picture for the direct photo, I mean directory, okay? So if you're a youth leader, see Miss Vicki, y'all get it quick before we get below leave, pray for the poll. And, and one more announcement, church family. We're doing something special tonight after service uh, in honor of our pastor and the Reverend Mother. So would, if, if everybody would show up at 6, we're going to have light refreshments and have something we'd like to present. We'd love everybody involved. Thank you. We'll do anything we can to get you to church on Sunday night. <laughs> Amen. You know, all the other churches in the community, I think we're about the only one left that's doing Sunday night service. For those who can't make it on Sunday morning, those have to work, those that just need a little extra kick. <laughs> and so we just want you guys to come tonight, be a part of what we're doing. Stand with me today and let's be a part of the giving at our church. If you're a member here, we're required by the, well, we should be convicted to want to bless our church this morning. Amen. This time we take up our offering and Granny, God told me that you're supposed to pray over our offering this morning. You know, this church is more than just a building. But with this building, we could show up here. Now, let me just witness for one minute. We can show up here any given day, and it's saving someone's life. It's saving someone's marriage. It's saving someone's relationship with another church member. This place is amazing. And you and I are required, required to take care of it if we're members of the church. So as we give today, we give from the heart. If you're visiting today, bless you. I hope you can say it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. After what we did Friday night, what we're going to do tomorrow with burritos, I'm going to try to get a a burrito costume for Miss Vicky. So if anybody got a, a burrito costume, bring that up. Uh, I don't think it's going to take us long to fill this church up with 600 people every Sunday morning. Come on, somebody. And we're almost there. We need you guys to be obedient in your giving. Granny, would you bless our offering today, sister? Father, we come to you this morning with such grateful hearts. Yes. You are just awesome to each and every one of us. Lord, we're all at different 
places in our path to you. And so, Father, we are sometimes have problems in families or uh, with emotions, dear Lord, or sickness. But, Father, we know that you're in charge of all of that. And, Father, in your word, you said that we should bring a tenth to you and present it to you on Sunday. And we know, dear Lord, you don't need our money. But, Father, we do it in obedience to you because you are so great to us. Father, bless those who give this morning. Bless those who don't have anything to give this morning. And, dear Lord, bless their pocket. Father, put money in their pocket. Take care of their needs, Lord. Rather than the money, we need you to take care of our needs, Lord. Father, we pray that you will bless this congregation this morning. Help them to realize, dear Lord, that they are the most blessed people on earth. Father, bless Pastor Mark as he breaks the bread of life to us this morning. And we thank you for all of your blessings. In Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen. Amen.
you for this love, Lord. Thank you for the nail-pierced hands. Wash me in your cleansing flood. Now all I know, your forgiveness and Praise God this morning, amen. Give our band a big round of applause. What an awesome job, praise the Lord this morning. Can everybody see what it says on that bulletin back there, on the, I mean on that uh, projector screen back there? Well, I couldn't hear you. Oh, I heard one of you. Lord, have mercy. Is there somewhere we can ship him, Oni? Huh, girl? Can we ship him somewhere? I'm trying, girl, trying. Amen. It's not about me ringing my ears on Friday night during our praise and worship and our back-to-school blast. I found something funny I want to share with you, and I want you to open your Bibles to Matthew 6. I mean, Matthew 9 first, and then we're going to go to Matthew 6. Matthew 9. It's right before Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew 9, verse 6. So good to be here tonight. Today, I mean, my bad. I've got a lot on my heart, I guess, so I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to say and what I'm going to start with. But as I'm getting there, I'm up here asking God, don't let this be about me. Let it be about you. I haven't always been a preacher. And it's not easy to be a preacher. And there are times where it comes real difficult not to want to get in the flesh. It's not easy being a Christian. 
And it comes very difficult sometimes because we want to get in the flesh. But we have to remember what? It's not about me. So when we're doing things for God, we're out there, we're, we're on our, our journey, we're out there doing His will, we're out there doing His work, people are going to criticize you. People are going to say things. People are going to try to throw stones at you. But you have to remember what? I wish I had some participation this morning. It's what? Okay, I was just checking. I was thinking about this joke when I found it. Man, it'd be perfect for today. A man got stopped by a game warden with a basket full of fish. The game warden said, do you have a permit for all these fish? The man said, no, sir. They're all my pet fish. The warden said, your pet fish? How's that? The man says, well, every night I take all my pet fish for a walk to the lake. I let them swim for about half an hour, and then I whistle, and they all come back and jump in my basket, and we go home. We do this every night. They're my pet fish. Warden said, well, that's a crock of lies. Man says, well, I'll show you. He releases them into the lake. The warden, well, I got to see this. Okay. Five minutes later, the warden says, well, then whistle. The man said, what? The warden said, the fish. Whistle at the fish. Where are your pet fish? The man said, what fish? A lot of times, we're like that. We don't want to admit we have a problem. We don't want to admit that we try to make things about us, and when we get caught, we don't want nobody to tell us that. A lot of times, I'm telling you, it's hard to be a preacher someday. Friday night at our back-to-school blast, someone said some God-awful things, and I heard them. They didn't know I was standing there. And, man, it just hurt me, man. How many have been hurt by other Christians? It hurt me to the point where I forgot for a minute that I was a preacher. And I started remembering real quick I was a cowboy. And I wanted to grab that person. Now, I'm not going to be lying today. I'm going to be straight with you. I'm not all there sometimes. So you got to watch how you handle me and what you say to me. Steve Harvey, who ever heard of Steve Harvey? I love Steve Harvey. He said, I'm not that much of a Christian some days. Watch how you talk to me. Watch how you handle me. My preacher, he can let you slap him in the cheek, but I'm not going to let you slap me in the cheek. We were here, and I'm going to be real, and someone said some God-awful things about our back-to-school blast. The music was being played. They were being ugly. They were being disrespectful. I'm going to tell you, I forgot for one second that I was a preacher, and I saw myself literally grab them. Come here, Dalton. Come here. Come on, baby. Hurry up. Come on. Hurry up, son, because I feel my emotions raging right now as I'm beginning to think about it. You feel it, too. You can see it. He's been there. Turn around. No, come here, baby. Come here. I felt I'm not going to do anything to you. Where are you going? What's it? You don't trust me? I really felt myself just, you got a bad knee, boy. We need you for football. But I really felt like. At that very moment when I heard them say, what kind of church I was turning this place in? Well, this ain't no cowboy church. When I heard that, I wanted to take them by their belt string and just toss them right off of God's property. I was so mad. I was so People was getting it the other night. They were getting saved the other night. 
It don't matter who said it. I don't care who said it. It's not even the point. But when I got in that place, when I got in that place, watch. When I got in that place, God had to check me. God had to check me, and he said, it's not about you. Don't worry about what they say. You keep doing what I told you to do. I said, God, I can grab one by the head and one by the butt, and I can march them right off this place. And if I can't get them by myself, I got something that'll help me. But the Holy Spirit began to deal with me right then and there. He said, they didn't understand me. They're not going to always understand you. They're not always going to get us. A lot of people don't understand, Pastor Mark. A lot of people won't understand why you go to a cowboy church and not a traditional church. A lot of people won't understand why you pray over your meals and why you give your tithes. A lot of people will chastise you and say things. And it's going to come at you in an unexpected time. But God said he would never leave us or forsake us. And I thank God. Now I'm going to say this from my heart. I thank God right now because I, I thank God that I didn't grab that person and we're in a series called The Door and I had something else, but God wanted me to let you know that I, I, I have closed the door on myself. And I want to speak to the ones with a quick temper right now. You need to close the door on yourself. I want to speak to the one that's always flying off the handle, cussing somebody out, always wanting to fight, always wanting to be tough, always wanting to show the two hairs you got on your chest. Come back up here, Dalton. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I closed the door on that person. I'm not that person anymore. Can I say this to you? Somebody write this down if you're taking notes. You don't have to fight ignorance. Ignorance fights itself. Ignorance will swallow up ignorance. But if you stay calm, you stay peaceful, never let them see you sweat. Never let them know it bothered you. Co-workers at work jumping on you, stabbing you in the back. You were supposed to get that raise. Somebody else got that raise, and now you're about to lose your cool. Man, don't let them see you sweat. Somebody on the football field has got your jersey. Somebody else has got your number. Somebody else is, is, is doing that. Don't let them see you sweat. Take that stuff to the Lord in prayer. Hey, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this for you that don't know me. That kind of music ain't my kind of music either. My kind of music is, is kind of what Rex does and, and, and what Richard does and what the Next Level Band does. It's a little bit of everything. Now, back in the day, I listened to, to rap and I listened to stuff, but, but now that I'm saved and born again, I like the smoother southern gospel type deal. But just because that ain't my favorite don't mean that it ain't important I am not a fan of KSBJ. My wife loves KSBJ. Every morning when I get up, KSBJ is playing on my kitchen, and I'm trying to watch the Today Show. And I'm like, that's the morning look before I get my Dr. Pepper. But I don't bother her. She loves that. 
She's got it on in her car. She sings it. Whether it's on or not, she's singing. I love her. I love what she loves. I love these kids. I love what they love. I love these people. I love what they love. If it's for Jesus. If it's a for Jesus and about Jesus, I'm supporting it. Can I say this to some of you? That's a level of maturity that only few Christians ever reach. Yesterday, we did that funeral, man. There was a, a pastor here, a black pastor, Brother Scott from Houston, man. He got in here, man. He started preaching. And others said, man, that wasn't for me. Man, I was having church over here. It was for me. I got something out of it. Can I say this to you? When God is there, you can always get something out of it. I've opened up. Listen, I have closed the door on Mark Grimes. And literally, after church, if there's an old nature that you need to deal with, I want you to come and say, I, physically, I want you to come up here and I want you to shut the door on your old self and say, look, Lord, I want you, not me. Look, Lord, I, I don't want that old person to come back out of the house. I don't want them to come back out anymore. Man, I'm going to say this. It ain't always easy being a preacher. It ain't always being a Christian. The Lord knew that. But who did the Lord go after? He went after the sinners. He went after the ones that nobody else wanted. I closed the door on that person that used to fight. I don't have to fight ignorance because ignorance fights it by itself. I closed the door on me, and I opened the door to Jesus. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. It should not be about you. It should be about Jesus. We need to close the door to ourselves, what we want, what kind of music that we like. Listen to me. These kids don't like your old Hank Williams Jr. either. Huh? These kids don't know who Fair and Young is. Patsy Klein. Barbara Mandrell. I listened to all that stuff when I grew up. But these kids, they don't like what you like, but they love you. So you ought to support them. They go out of their way to be nice to you when you're looking down on them, when you're judging them. I closed the door on me, and I thank God that I have opened up the door to Jesus we need to close the door to ourselves, what we want. It may not be your type of music. It may not be your thing. But I'm going to say this from my heart. I know for sure. Watch. Pay attention. Look. Three teenagers for sure gave their life to the Lord on Friday night. We hired two Montgomery County sheriffs to guard that night to watch over the place. Pastor, I mean, Officer Chris and Officer Jose. Officer Jose brought his beautiful, young, 13-year-old daughter. He texted me about 1030 that night after the show was over, after I paid them, after they left. Everybody was wrapping up. I was in the office. We were, we were, we were visiting. At my phone, I got a text, and it was Officer Jose. And Officer Jose said, Pastor Mark, my 13-year-old daughter, I found out tonight that she is not a believer. But after tonight, something moved in her heart. After tonight, something moved in her heart, and she wants to know more. Yeah. 
So for you that hated on me, for you that hated on what we've done, for you that hated on Jesus in that moment, let me say this to you. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. And we're always going to make it about Jesus. And can I say this to you? I, I'm not afraid to get in your face and tell you that because I'm not afraid of any of you. I'm afraid of not listening to God when he says to stand on the corner. Stand on the corner and tell people about Jesus. We took over a Whataburger the other night, just a few of us, just a handful few of us, some teenagers, some kids, some adults, and a, a group of football players walked in. Next thing you know, everybody's trying to get them to come to go to the back-to-school blast. That's what it's about, trying to get everybody to come to heaven, trying to get everybody to come to Jesus. I bet you right now, if I told you to close your eyes, you know someone is not saved. I bet you right now, if I told you to close your eyes, you know an old biker, an old cowboy, a, a, an old musician, somebody right now that is stuck in a life that is sending them to hell, and you wish that you had something that you could do to draw them to the light. You do have something. You have the light. And if you keep the light on and not afraid to keep that light out from underneath the basket, God will use that to bring those people to know him as their personal Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen? When it was all about me, when it was all about me, I got myself into some bad situations. When it was all about me, anybody can testify, when it, you made things all about you, you were always in trouble, always doing the wrong thing, always getting fired, always coming up short. When you make things about you, can I say this to you? If you're going to continue to do that today, you're going to come up short in the end. When you're standing in that line, you know what line I'm talking about. After you've died, left this earth, and you're standing in that line, and you're walking up to those pearly gates, and you're smiling, and but your whole life you've made everything about you. And they look in that Lamb's book of life. They look in that Lamb's book of life, and they're looking for your name, and they flip in the pages, and they flip in the pages, and they flip in the pages, and the guy says, your name's not in here. you made everything about you. You made nothing about Jesus. And then you're going to see two big angels come, and they're going to grab you up underneath your arm. And they're going to throw you into the lake of fire forever and ever and ever. Because the Bible says if your name is not recorded in the Lamb's book of life, you will be cast. Like I wanted to cast them knuckleheads. Can I say knuckleheads in church? In off the property. That's what I wanted to do. But Jesus came not to cast all the knuckleheads into hell. He came to save them all. That's English. That's English, easy to understand, but sometimes hard to swallow because we can get selfish. We can get prideful. We can get to that place where, oh, it's got to be about me and my way. I, you know, some of y'all are here from other churches because you didn't fit in there. Well, the church was probably good. It was you that was the problem, I'm just going to say. Because there's no perfect churches. There is only one perfect God. Oh, I'm preaching this morning whether you're listening or not. I've got myself in so many bad things. I've done so many bad things. I've done things that people will never forgive me when I chose to do it my way. I've closed the door on me and I've opened up my life to Jesus. You need to close the door on you and, and open up your life to Jesus. I thank God this morning that Jesus has taken over my life. Some people call me a Jesus freak. Some people call me a holy roller. Some people say I'm Baptocostal, whatever that means. 
But some days, some days when I'm walking with Christ, it's like my feet ain't even touching the ground. He's taken me to new heights. I never could have got there on my own. He's opened up doors for me that I could have never opened up on my own. He's took me by the hand. He's protected me. He's guided me. Yes, I am a Jesus freak. Yes, I am a holy roller. Yes, I am a Bible thumper. Yes, I am to a lot of those things, and I'm proud of it. Nobody understands why Jesus was eating with this group of people. Matthew 9, verse 9. I'm sorry, I got there now. Matthew 9, 9. Got my Bible? As Jesus was going down the road, he saw Matthew sitting at his tax collector booth. Come be my disciples, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Verse 10 says, That night Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to be his dinner guests along with his fellow tax collectors and other, what, notorious sinners. The Pharisees were, were indignated, they were mad. Why does your teacher eat with such scum, they asked. His disciples, when Jesus heard this, can I say this to you? I needed to hear that the other day. Because I needed to be able to minister to those people this morning. I need to be able to minister to the racist person this morning. I need to be able to minister to the person who thinks that they're better than the person that's sitting behind them this morning. I needed to hear that. God needed me to hear that. Jesus heard this. Watch. Listen. Pay attention. That night, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to go eat dinner and be a dinner guest. Tax collectors and other notorious sinners. The Pharisees were mad. Why does your teacher eat with such scum? They asked. When he heard this, Jesus replied, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Come on, somebody. Listen to me this morning. Listen to me, I'm done. Listen to me. I'm done. Listen to me. The most selfish thing we can do is to block people out that don't think like we do, that don't like the same kind of music we do, that don't look like us. Hey, hey, hey. The most selfish thing we can do as a church body as a believer in Christ, as a follower of Jesus, is to block out people who don't look like we do, who don't have the same color of skin as we do, who are homosexual, who are, who are, who are drug addicts, who are alcoholics. It, the Bible says you have to love the person but hate the sin. You can love those people right where they are. And can I say this to those who don't understand this? You can't save nobody. The only person that can save somebody is Jesus. But you can live a life this morning that people know, that people will criticize, that people will talk about you behind your back, will, will make up accusations about you, will slander your good name all over town. Why? Because they want what you got, but they're not ready to give up that sin. What sin are you ready to give up this morning that you're ready to shut the door on and say, you know what, I don't want that in my life. All I want is Jesus. I don't care what my classmates think about me. I'm going to stay pure till I graduate. I don't care what my classmates are doing. I'm staying out of the backseat of his truck. 
I don't care what my friends are doing. I'm not taking that hit of marijuana this year. I asked a young man, I asked a young man the other day when he was standing at the back door, Dick and Scott said, I heard you, brother, I heard you. I said, brother, I said, now you've been out of jail for a week. Now you've been out of prison for a week. Let me say this to you, it's so easy to go back. I said, now you've been out for a week. Uh, uh, how many of them old buddies have you gone and seen? I, oh, wait, let me ask you another question. How many came and saw you when you were locked up? You know what his answer was? None of them came and saw me when I was locked up. Because people don't care about you when they're living in sin. People care about you, and the ones that care about you are the ones in this church this morning that have been praying you in your spot. that have been praying here. That have been dressing up for years in Roman soldier costumes and, and putting on plays and giving their time and talent and treasure to see you to not go to hell. Those are the ones that really care about you. The devil, he hates your guts. He don't care about your family. He wants you to stop going to church. He wants to make things so difficult. He wants to consume you where you just give up your faith. Job was hit on all sides, but he never gave up his faith. The Bible says we'll walk through the fire, but we won't get burned. Oh, if I had the faith of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, if we as a church body could be those three Hebrew boys that said, I'm not going to deny Christ. I'm going to deny myself, but I'm not going to deny Christ. The most selfish thing we can do when I'm done, who don't talk like us, who don't have the same color skin as us, who don't like the same kind of music we like, if we shut the door on those who are struggling with pornography or struggling with homosexuality or struggling with cussing, listen to me, we cannot shut the door. Why? Because it's not about us. The Bible says, Hallowed be thy name, not my name, thy name. Hallowed be thy name. It's about Jesus. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Can you imagine? <laughs> it ain't always going to be country music in heaven. That's going to be one Sunday. And then Monday, they're going to have the blues. And then on Tuesday, they're going to have some Kirk Franklin over here. And then I, I'm sure somebody like Errol Smith is going to come up on Wednesday. I don't know if men are allowed to wear makeup in heaven, though. I just don't know. I just, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. What do you think? I don't know. But it's hallowed be his name. Are we living for him, Carl, or are we living for ourselves? Carl's a prime example. Carl got saved. Carl got radically saved, started going to church. I told the whole church we had a big hip-hop rap artist coming. We had them coming from Houston. They were the biggest group ever. And, and Carl forgot that they were going to be here that Sunday morning. He was about to skip out on church. Tell him, Carl, amen, testify. I'm not making you look bad. I'm just telling the truth. Carl said, hip-hop ain't for me. This ain't for me. I ain't doing this, man. I'm out. And, man, when he heard that they were here this morning, he started getting fidgety. <laughs> and all of a sudden, our kids came in that morning, and we had a big skip, and they were breakdancing, and Mike Wise had green hair, and he was doing the splits. 
Mike can do the splits. <laughs> I almost took up his man card when I saw him do it. Like, <laughs> but, but Carl, Carl said, you know what? He told me later, he said, I'm so glad I stayed. Carl said, you know what? It ain't about what I like or what I don't like. It's about Jesus. We have to, as a church, we have to, as a church, listen to me, called by God to love the people but hate the sin. It's not about you. This purpose, somebody grab this. Somebody's been with me a long time. This purpose is not about you. It's about Jesus. This section here is not about you. It's about Jesus. This sanctuary here, it's not about you. It's about Jesus. That side over there, that's not about you. That's about Jesus. That truck I drive, that house I live in, those possessions that I own, they're not mine. They're his. Given to me for a purpose. The purpose of your life, say this with me, the purpose of your life, is far greater than your own personal fulfillment. Even your peace of mind, even your happiness, it's far greater, folks, than any of that. It's far greater than your family, your career, or even your wildest dreams and ambitions. If you want to know why you're placed on this planet, you must begin to know God. When you're born by his purpose and for his purpose. I'll say that again because I think that went over your head. You were born because he allowed you to be born by his purpose. And why were you born? For his purpose. You were born on a, by his purpose and for his purpose, not for our own, but for him. I suppose that most people, if I asked, if they can make a list about their families, their career, their security, their education, that would be in the top five. But when Paul wrote the letter to the congregation in Rome, they were basically a predominantly gentle, gentle crowd of people. He wanted them to know that God and his will for their life should rank over anything else. God and his will for our life should rank over anything else. Motorcycles, horses, belt buckles, careers. Name on the radio, name on the marquee. When I'm gone, I don't care if anybody remembers Mark Grimes. Just remember Jesus. Is that what you want them to know about you, that you love Jesus? When I preach your funeral or you preach mine, all you got to say is that guy loved Jesus. And that will be enough said. And I want it to be a celebration. I want y'all laughing at some of the stuff we've undid up in here. Because it's been a good time since I fell in love with Jesus. Can I say this? Come on, somebody. Give God a praise. Look, I'm done. I promise this time. If we claim Christianity, then we walk according to the Spirit and for the Spirit not for our own will. If we claim to be Christians, 
then we accept God's ability to do all things through us. If we claim Christianity, then our number one priority is to set our mind on things above. Paul wrote that if we claim to be Christians, we cannot continue to live our lives as anything but. So we ought not ride the fence. We ought to choose this day. Are we closing the door on the hatred, the fighting, the bickering, the lying, the cheating, the pornography, the homosexuality? Are we closing the door on self, being a racist, being being boastful, having to always push your way to the front? Are we closing the door on self? Because I'm going to say this, myself has got me in a lot of trouble. So I choose today to shut the door on me and open it up to Jesus. How many will do that with me today? Raise your hand. Speaking with Brother Richard right before church, the guy who hit the drums today, he said, Brother Mark, he said, to have all the opportunities that I've had, and they all come from nowhere, it seems, as soon as I, I joined the church and, and, and wanted to start doing some really good Christian stuff, all the opportunities to play at the Hard Rock Cafe and, and play up on the big stage and be over here and do this, all these opportunities started coming my way. I said, of course, that's what the devil does best. He presents that opportunity. Beautiful. You've been praying and you've been waiting for God to send you a good Christian girl. And here comes Jezebel. She looks good. She looks fine. She says all the right things. You have to walk by the Spirit. And you got to know where God wants you and what God wants out of you. And you got to say no to yourself. I've seen too many get off course because it was them and not Jesus. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you that we can come here, Father, that we can enter through this walk, through this doors, and focus on our, not on ourselves, not on what we want, but on what you want for us, Lord. Holy Spirit, with God, will you give us insight? Each and every one of us, Lord, would you give us insight to what we're supposed to be doing, where we're supposed to be going, what we're supposed to be saying at the very right time. Lord, thank you for that phone call. Thank you for that, 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 that I had to get up and go or I had to stop and do. Lord, thank you that these people are here by divine appointment this morning. Lord, thank you for letting me hear that the other night. My wife knew something was wrong with me, but I refused to tell her who, what, when, or how. Because I wanted the whole church to know that if it's about Jesus, they're pastors for it. If it's not, then we're not going to be for it. And if that's not good enough for you, then go to another church. There's a me church right down the road on every corner. This one's a Jesus church. And Lord, have your way in this place. I love you, Jesus. Love these people. If there's anybody here that's never prayed and asked Christ into their life, pray with me right now. Just say, Lord, come into my life and save me. Today I make you my personal Lord and Savior. I'm going to live for you and not for me from this day forward. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.